What's going on, everybody? You're now tuning into the RIA podcast. So just to pretty much fill in everybody what we're doing due to this whole COVID-19 situation, um, we don't want to make situations uh, the situation any worse than what it is. Um, unfortunately, we can't get to a, um, we can't get to a studio. And we don't want to infect or maybe um, spread the virus even worse than what it is. So for right now, we're doing um, all our podcast episodes live Absolutely. on Zoom, well, um, which isn't an issue because um, thankfully everyone has um, Wi-Fi as a computer. And, um, we can still interview. We still have a list of guests that we're going to interview. And even Hector and I, we're still going to still do um, other separate um, sections of the podcast where we're just you know talking about the people we've interviewed and other types of news and the media and whatnot. So that should still work great for everybody. But luckily today, we, uh, we still have a really good guest on our hands today. So with me is my co-host Hector61, and today we have a special guest joining us live on yeah. Zoom. Apart from being a manager and photographer, he's a CEO and owner of, uh, of, a, management, of a management and uh, talent collective known as Underrated Management, and also owns his own video and photography company called Good View Studios. Give it up for Jose Rojas one time. What's going on, Jose? How are you? Super. I don't, man. How's everything? I'm doing well, man. Trying to trying to stay sane through this whole COVID situation. Nah, it's been crazy. Yeah. So before we go into any music types of stuff, um, you know, this whole coronavirus situation is unlike anything we've ever experienced or seen, especially you know, um, millennials or you know, guys like in our type of age. So what have you been up to, and how are you keeping yourself busy during this quarantine time? Man, really, just spending time with family and getting as much work done as possible, man. Um. I think this is the best time right now for artists to focus up on their craft. So um, from the management side, um, really just focusing up and, and, and getting everything in order. So that way my artists really don't got to worry about nothing but recording while they're at home, you know. Um, right, right, right. Really just, just keep working and keep thinking um, and plotting, bro. Because once the thing is over, everybody going to be out. Everybody going to be energizing there's gonna be a lot of competition out there so we just kind of um trying to get ready for all that right 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 so speaking of, of awkward times and, and like situations bro have you ever done an interview like this before like over skype over like like a or, or would you say you're more of like an interactive face-to-face type of person man this this situation is really something unique so i think people our age like you said um this is something crazy and I've never I've never done anything like this before. So I mean it's real interesting. And I'm and I'm the type of dude who likes to talk to people face to face. Um a lot of phone calls and stuff like that, little meetings here and there, uh over the phone and stuff like that, but nothing really like this. Like I feel like this is kind of different. Like in the everybody right, world right. we're, we're gonna see a lot of people show up with their own shows and stuff like this. this, this is I think this is gonna be the new norm for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was talking to my sister the other day and she was telling me, um, I don't think it's going back to normal for a minute now because uh, we found out that around here up in, in Inwood that the, the cops were um, taking down basketball courts and, and nets because people kept, you know, balling and hanging around. Like So when she said that, I was like, no, nah, it's going to be a minute, bro. It's going to be a minute before we get back into like rational. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to I'm ready to be quarantined for a year, man. And I, hear that. I think we got to make the best of it. All right. So you were talking about how a lot of artists specifically are kind of, this is the best time for artists or for any, t- any for any type of art, not just music, but where you do photography or videography to be kind of indoors and kind of working on your craft. How do you, um, when it comes to you, what's exactly what you do? Um, what's like a day-to-day type of work routine that you've kind of implemented for yourself? 
man, a little bit of adjusting. Um, I definitely was kind of working around a set schedule down in the Bronx, and now I'm up here upstate for a little bit. I just had to get away. Uh, it's not it's not safe down there right now. Right. Um, so I kind of just wake up in the morning. Definitely, I have my routine set of my daily task already. Um, and I, honestly, man, it's just like I'm throwing some stuff here. Like I have a hoop right outside, so I'll just go outside and shoot around for a little bit, watch a movie with my girl. And you just got to take it a minute at a time because if you try to drive yourself crazy trying to work your ass off, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go, it's not going to go too well. So um, I take it minute by minute. Um, whenever I feel like getting work done, I'm doing it. Um, and whenever I'm not feeling it, man, and I'm feeling anxious from being indoors, I just go outside, barbecue, whatever I got to do to keep my mind off this whole situation. But at the same time, you just got to keep yourself accountable with the things you have to get right, done. Right, right, right. Since, since you're upstate right now and you're handling business, um, would, would you stay there? Are you ever coming back to, down to the city or are you there for a good minute? Uh, I think I think I would. Um, I think I'm just... As possible, I still have my moms and my older brother down there in the city. Um, right. My friends and family too. So, I mean, of course, I got to go down there and see them sometime. But I don't know what the situation is. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, if necessary, I'm ready to stay up here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, I, I love where I'm from. Um, and I feel like right now is is not the best time to be down there. Uh, right. So, I mean, I, w- I want to go back there as soon as possible just to make sure everybody good down there. But um, man, if I, if I if I could take everybody I care about um, out of there and bring them to somewhere more safe, like up here, I would. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I head up. You know. All right. So sticking to the business side of things, tell us a little little about how when you like when you started up and creating underrated management as well as good uh, Good View Studios. Okay, so Good View Studios I started about a year and a half ago, and it was something that um I was just looking for a new hustle. I always been the kid that was always hustling instead of going out. Um, in high school and stuff like that, I was always either trying to flip some or, you know what I'm saying? Just chasing a bag. So, um, I just, I just thought that would be a new hustle for me. And, and it turns out, um, I had a dude that I knew and, um, he kind of introduced me to the whole camera stuff and I kind of really fell in love with it. So I started Good View Studios as, you know, just an extension of myself, uh, just a way to be creative. And I've always loved music. So I figured I want to make a movie, like I'm going to make a movie regard like surrounded around music i ain't gonna try to be spike lee or something and direct movies <laughs> i just want to i just want to stay in my lane so um eventually i was trying to build my portfolio um doing videos with different people and at first i was really working for free because i know that's the best way um to build Freelance. that portfolio exactly so um i ended up meeting a few rappers here and there that i still have relationships with and then I was seeing a lot of common mistakes with the rappers in their approach of releasing music, recording, um, and things like that. And I've always been intrigued by that. Um, I've always been an operation type person, so I'm really good with getting things organized and making stuff happen. So um, I kind of got intrigued by that. And then uh, Self Made Kev, which you guys had on the show once. Um, yep, right. That's my guy. I've been on him. Yes, sir. Shout out self-made. to Self Made. Yes, sir. Um, I've been knowing him since I was like eight. Like he's been seeing me since I was growing up. But he really only played baseball with my older brother and shit. So um, he started rapping and stuff. And he had his own situation as far as management and stuff like that. And I eventually just approached him and I was like, "Yo, I want to do a free video for you. Like I know you don't. I know times is tough, and I really fuck with you and you, my man's and all. Like you like family to me. So 
I want to do this video for you. And from there, already managing me, like, you should start your own thing and get this thing organized. And that was pretty much, like, the start of it all, really. That's great. That's great. Um, So um, you talked about how in high school you caught this this passion for um, basically um, camera work and, and photography. So my question would, to you is, um, Jose, when did you exactly, when did you think or decided that you wanted to take the managerial role for musicians? When did that, like, all, like, you know, basically, like, come to um, fruition for you? Um, I'm the type of dude that I don't really jump into the water without doing my research and stuff like that. Um, so I really did my research and, like, really, like, read books just and watched the game. I really watched um, uh, QC coming up. Um, okay. And I really looked up to them, so I kind of, like, took a play out their book, and I really started to see, like, what makes some rappers successful mm -hmm. versus others that really do have better talent, but they just don't have the right team and the right leadership and stuff like right. that. Um, when Kev really pushed me, he was like, man, you like be my manager, man. Like, let's go. Like I was already helping him with the visuals and putting his mm -hmm. music out, distribution and stuff like that. So he was just like, yo, I want you to manage me and I think you could do it. So that's what really pushed me to like, take this shit serious. And after that, I really never looked back and I, I'm really pushing to like, really be the best manager out here. I hear that. Apart from um, I'm sorry, sorry, cut you off there. But um, a part of being you know good with camera work, and then good with you know like the music videos and all that, it also seems that you being you being a manager yourself kind of comes from like a leadership position. Are there a lot of leadership qualities that you had to work on? You know, as as far as you know, representing Kev and other types of artists. Um, I think really the most important thing right now is it's something that we don't have a lot when we're in this age right now i'm 21 i just turned 21 so i still look at myself as a kid not as a kid but i still look at myself like a young man like i still have a lot to learn but i feel like the main thing that i had to work on and i'm still working on i'm almost there um is patience like patience is the number one thing when you're dealing with other people you need to have patience and one thing i had to understand was that um not everybody has the same ambition as you and you can't expect everybody to so sometimes you just got to lead by example. You can't be trying to light, like light a fire under people who don't got it. Some people learn right. by like, some people need to be pushed by me verbally. And then some people need to be pushed by seeing like, yo, Jose is on top of his shit. So I need to match him. It's like a competition thing. So um, really patience with people is what, what really like took me over the top and, and really took me over the hump as far as like dealing with other people. Um, Speaking of which, you actually said something interesting, bro. Um, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of artists on. Um, shout out to Tropico, shout out to um, Wayne World Re Records, and thank you, Finesse. To, um, to Q Finesse. And actually, speaking of which, Mateo, remember when Q Finesse said, um, he actually said something interesting. He was like, um, he said this quote, and then he said, What I mean by that, bro, is that I think everybody needs to be pushed. It doesn't matter who it is, you need that special person to, like push you every day. Yep. And I, I think that's important that you say that because um, we don't have that a lot nowadays in, in the music business or just in life. So I like that from the manager role, you're more of a behind the scenes type of dude. You feel me, Jose? Like I can see it now. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that the most thing, everybody needs to know how to play their role. You can't right. be somebody manager and want to be the superstar. It's not, it's not. It's yeah, not, it's yeah, those not who don't mix at all. Like, right, PD type mix. of shit. Yeah, they don't mix, man. Like I just feel like the way the way you make yourself most successful is to make everybody else more successful around you. Like I can't, right, right. I can't want the best for my artists, but I'm trying to I'm trying to be the guy. Like 
Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. So I think mm-hmm. being comfortable with my position and who I am and checking my ego at the door every time I come work with people is, like, the most important thing because, honestly, I know a bunch of a bunch of producers, a bunch of managers, a bunch of just, like, A&Rs and everything. They want to be what they're supposed to be helping make somebody else. Like, some people are stars and some people ain't. So right. I just realized that. I could be my star in my own way. Exactly. I could be my star in the manager set. So in the manager community, I can be that guy, but I don't have to be iced out and in the in the limelight all the time. Like I just need to be honest with my job and everything else that come with it. Yeah, you you can let the artists do that. The artists are the ones supposed to shine, the ones that are supposed to be, you know, all in the spotlight on the videos. You there control everything guy. behind the scenes, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone needs I that. Feel like, I feel like the I feel like the most important thing for managers is you gotta learn a little bit of everything. A lot of people mm-hmm. just like think managing is sending out emails and just getting in touch with people. And if somebody wants a feature, then you take care of that stuff like that. But what certain what videographers should be doing and directors should be doing, what they should not be doing. You gotta know when you go to a show, what what, what who to talk to, what promoters should be doing, what promoters shouldn't, how to get shit and stuff like that. You just gotta know. And if you don't know, you need to either learn or get those people around you who do know. And right. you said something key there. It's also about knowing your your um your artist too. Um, I remember um speaking of, of B Tropical again. Um, he said something about um his manager Wayne, where he was like, um, when I get in the studio, he already knows my vibe. So if he sees that somebody comes in the studio with me and I'm not feeling it and I want to get out, he's gonna address that. He knows how to handle, you know, my whole situation. He knows whether I want to be there or not. So the fact that you said that as a manager. That's very like. That's very key. In, that's key, basically intuitive, but also that's like being on your p's and q's. You feel me? So that that's a great um thing that you said there for real. I feel like my role my role is just to to, to let my artists focus on on being a fucking star and and yep. and put your eyes on and, and and get your flowers. You feel me? I take care of the dirty work. That's the way I look. Get it? Like, yup, yup, yup. Look at I look at it just like basketball. Like we all talk about MJ. We don't really talk about. Dennis Rodman, he was he was taking all the blocks, yep. right? Right. He was taking all the he was doing all the rebounding, all the dimes, stuff like that. So I feel like it, it's the same thing with managers. Like we just, with not all of us is MJ, and that's what it is. But MJ don't win no rings without Dennis. Exactly. People forget who put certain people in position, and that's key. Do you yeah. feel like a lot of people know, like, because you um you you brought quality controls and as kind of like um an example that you look up to when it comes to managers. Do you feel like a lot of people know about quality control when it comes to, you know, like um, the baby and all these other crazy types of, you know, Southern artists are really blown up. Do you think like a lot of people give QC that type of respect or even know what's going on? I, I feel like, I feel like they're very underrated still. Ironically, that's the, that's the name of my management company. Yeah. Um, and that's where I got it from really like growing up. I always been the underrated dude. Like even when I was hooping, like, yeah, you big, you strong but you can't really do nothing and then I'll, i've always taken that with a chip on my shoulder and i feel like they share that um, right i feel like q uh q and, and and coach k they really like they really still underrated even though they have a lot of success and all their artists mm-hmm. really have a tremendous amount of success i just feel like when when you coming from behind the scenes you still gonna be overlooked you know right I mean? like just that some people gotta really do their research like no baby didn't get to where he is without other people. So yep. it's just like mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. other people are really appreciating it. But I know that they, I know that they for sure they don't really they don't really care. They paid, so it's like, you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm pretty sure that um, if you speak to them like on a 
on a professional basis. They also could tell you that, you know, they're still not done doing what they're doing. Obviously, you know, like they have the quality control tapes. Um, volume one, volume two just came out and three just came out recently. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so as, as a part of, you know, like this, a self-made Kev and underrated and, and all that, would you want to do the same type of thing where it's like underrated tapes or underrated albums where you have all your artists just on one type of tape going crazy? Man, that's crazy because I'm in the works right now. I mean, of course, it's on pause. Nobody can get to the studio. Yeah. But um, definitely, there's an underrated tape coming. Um, I want to feature a lot of artists on there, not, not just my artists. I want my artists to be on every track, but I want to feature other artists from the Bronx. Right. Mainly. Like, if I could feature other artists, like, I want to take it city by city. So I want to do one for New York first, then I want to go to Florida, Atlanta. I want to take it that way. Um, and I feel like it's just a step at a time. You can never be too comfortable. Right. Oh, that, that's definitely good news, right? There. I think I think an underrated tape would be, definitely be crazy, especially yeah, since you know, um, you know, Kev has, has a certain good sound, and I'm sure you know your other artists, you know, have different types of flows and how everything, like you know, they would work really well together, especially you know with like other artists all over the place. I really, I really do have three superstars, and soon enough, the world gonna see it. Talk about those three superstars you have, real quick. You're right, man. Really, um, I've been doing Jordan and Tiffany. She's a singer. She's from Harlem. Super dope. Um. I've been known her for like like two three years. Um, I got introduced her to her by the Good Views side of things, um, and she, she's already had the experience. So I kind of she kind of gave me my first chance as far as like yo like you really know what you're doing like you should consider managing somebody and, and, and taking it. But at first I didn't take it serious. Like I was really just like yo I just want to help you get in the studio and, and do these videos for you and, and photography and stuff like that. So when I first, when I started with Kev, um, I brought her on board right away. Um, and along that journey, I also met Simo, which is like a brother to me now, um, which is, of course, a lifelong friend of Kev's. And really, describe them three as like, they're going to be really like, like I'm going to have all three of them in the game at the same time, just really blowing shit up because like they all have their different, they have, they have their different styles and things to learn and things to teach to each other. And it's going to be just a perfect dynamic for, for all three of them when they really come together um, after this whole situation um, in the studio. That right, sounds so, good. So, Jose, did you always want to start your own label at first? Or was the goal just to manage and try to find whatever talent um, you work with um, recording deals with a certain labels? Man, really, it was just like uh, I'm the type of dude that, I, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm self-aware. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to say I wanted to start a label. I, ain't, I don't know shit about not that I don't know shit about labels, but I ain't know shit about label how labels work. At the right. Time. Uh, now, I, now of course I know there's a, still a lot to learn, but um, I always was just like, I was just like a leader, and I was always trying to help people and shit like that. Um, but I ain't really never think I was gonna be in the position I am today. Um, I just thought I was gonna be working somewhere in a leadership position somewhere. Little did I know that I'd be in the music industry. Um, I just feel like a label's coming. Um, I know Kev really wants to start his own label, and I'm gonna help him with that. Um, but that's that's gonna be my main focus, really managing side of things. If a label comes, then it'll come. But I, I ain't really focused on that right now. More focused on the music. Yeah, for sure. Focus on the music and my artists out there, and really making a bridge, changing lives. And that's really what I want to do. What I'm talking about. A lot of the music industry looks um very. It's very glitz and glamoury, especially when it comes to, you know, like making a label and, you know, having like, you know, flossing and making it seem like, you know, everything kind of comes easy. But that's really the opposite. What would you say is the toughest part of your job being the manager of a couple of artists while being a CEO of your own collective? 
man, I think that the toughest part is um expectations. Um, Absolutely and, right. And really, and really controlling egos. Um, people expect this shit to happen overnight. I'm not saying specifically my artists, but you have people. You might have somebody's best friend and be like, "Yo, why the fuck? Like, why the fuck this ain't happening yet?" Mm-hmm. But little do they know, it really takes time and it really takes effort. Um, I just feel like the glitz and glamour is what everybody sees. Um, and some people have million dollars behind them, and they just they just able to floss like that. Coming down, underrated for real. Like you really just gotta take it one step at a time, fucking asshole. But just know something like nothing might happen for the next two years. You just gotta work at it every day and really be patient and be on the grind. Is the worst part sometimes, like you said, like those um those those um like kind of like the the noise in their ears sometimes that are from people outside the label. Is that kind of like a, a big concern for you sometimes? It's not a concern for me. Um, I just feel like my artists know what, what we're all capable of and how much I work to really to really put them out there. So it's just like I just let them know like you you just can't people you can't let people play with your mind. You gotta know who you are and who you're dealing with. Um I never I'm never the type to gas anything out. Like from the jump, I tell my artists, man, this shit's not gonna happen in a day. Like we just really gotta stay at it. And if I can't put in all the work by myself, if you ain't recording, I got nothing to manage. Right. So exactly. Just make sure I keep them accountable and I keep them in check because there's some people that really try to blow your head up and really try to sell you a dream, I guess. So. Right. Have you have you had that type of scare so far that um, you've heard like an artist that you work with trying to take like, like somebody's trying to take your artist? Have you had that type of scare yet? Nah, because my artists know what I'm capable of and if somebody could do the job better than me, then they would already have I, I, True. I, I ain't never, I ain't never, I ain't never scared of nobody taking my artists. And it's like these dudes is my brothers. I would never do that to them. So they would never do it to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm. It's really a family relationship. I, um, I don't just sign. I'll just sign somebody under my my joint and make them a client of mine unless we really have that family bond. Right, right. There's a lot of bump. There's a lot of bumps in um. Now nah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Mateo. Nah, I, all right, I got you. All right. Um, about, I remember. Yeah. I remember what um, Self Made Kev said um, when we interviewed him in February. He said, um, it's a brotherhood before anything when he was talking about you. And um, I remember thinking, you guys have something solid because what you said earlier in the interview, everybody has a role to play and everybody got to get back to it. You feel me? So everybody knows their job and everybody knows what's at hand. Nobody's afraid of like a jump or like of false expectations. Everybody knows that this is something that you have to grind. You have to wait and be patient. I want to start with saying free self-made care. My boy locked up right now, but um, I feel like all this shit could just be taken away from us in an instant. So if you don't have that family relationship with somebody and you let the business get into the middle of things, mm-hmm. there's no foundation. Um, really make sure that our foundation is solid. Like, we ain't, we ain't really... Like, if I'm talking to Kev right now, I ain't really talking to him about music. I'm just making sure his straight, his girl straight, right. his family straight, uh, while he locked up. Even with Seymour, I'm just making sure he good. He got a family of his own. So, really, of course, the music thing is important to us, but what's was, was really important is the quality of life. I'm making sure everybody good, and they make sure I'm good. And that's, and that's a mistake that a lot of, um not just managers, but, but um people make. They don't like to separate the person from the artist and making sure that exactly. the, the person themselves are all right. So that's great, and that's great news, honestly, for real. Yeah. So you were just talking about how um how Kev is uh currently incarcerated, unfortunately. Um, this came a couple of weeks or about a month after um our interview with him. Um, how's he doing? And yeah, how so how's he doing so far? 
since you have a lot of close uh, contact with him? He's he's really doing well, man. I feel like you guys haven't seen the uh, you guys haven't seen the best of Kevin, and I haven't either. I feel like it's a different beast in that, um, and especially with this whole COVID situation going on, I feel like this is gonna be a different dude. Um, he's already been working his ass off, and I've never seen anybody work as hard as me until uh, I met him. But I feel like this is gonna be a different beast coming out, different a different sound, a different a different message. Right, I feel like it's gonna be so much much more intense yeah because um during our interview with him he said that one of his biggest uh i guess like current inspirations is Lil dirk and Lil dirk and a whole bunch yeah. of other artists kind of you know thrive on storytelling through kind of like this thing called pain music which is pretty much um you know we, we have these artists talk about you know like them in the worst of the worst situations whether it's getting locked up whether it's growing up you know like um in a rough neighborhood or you know like whether like you know all types of fights of life that they have to offer so I feel like when Kev comes out, he'll have a whole bunch of stories, be super thankful. And again, like I, I can really see him being that type of artist that, you know, gets out and just hits the ground running like crazy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I just feel like I got, I got time. I think he got the perfect story. And I feel like with his, with his sound and him talking about pain, like you said, um, it's really adding fuel to the fire. And I feel like when you give a dude like that material and more motivation, it's going to be different. Um, does he tell you that um is he is he writing in um is he writing while he's locked up? Is he reading books? Um what's his do you know his day to day kind of routine for the most part? I just I, I know that he's really been heavy on the reading books right now, really trying nice. to educate himself on on the industry and what he gotta do in his mindset. Um I know he doesn't write. Like that's just not him. Okay. Um, so I, as far as writing, I don't think he's writing at all. Um I feel like he's just really focusing on getting his mental right. And he knows what he's gonna talk about, man. That kid is different. Um, I never seen nobody record like that in my life. Yeah, he's different. Got you. Go ahead, Hector. Uh, I was gonna say, actually, speaking of which, um, I remember him saying that during our interview too. He's more of a of a mood rapper. When he gets in the booth, you put on the beat, and he's gonna um he's gonna drive off of that. He's um his the mood itself is gonna tell him um what bars he's gonna spit. So I mean, that's 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 impressive. But um, speaking of self-made, Jose, um. You know, he told us the importance um, behind the word self-made, and you talked about how um, that, um, underrated was another, um, which you named your management company after. Um, those are two key words, but when it comes to self-made, did you have any influence over that, or was that something that both him and self-made Simo um, connected towards? I feel like they've they been, they been had that. I remember it was always self-made Kev, self-made Simo, self-made Adrian. It was just a group of them. Um, and he's always had that mentality, man. He ain't never like nothing handed to him. I remember like he, he the type of dude that if he need if he need ten dollars, he ain't gonna ask for it and he ain't gonna take it if you try to give it to him. He's gonna go hustle his ass off and find him ten dollars if he need it. He always been like that. So I feel like um that don't got nothing to do with me. Like that okay. name. That's just really for them. Like I, I just know that they've been doing that for a minute. Um that's they don't take no handouts. Signal Six One said, "Um, we interviewed Self Made Kev early in February, and we know this is a delicate situation. Um, so yeah, with with him getting um incarcerated and all that. But with that being said, can we expect any new music from Self Made Kevin Kev in the future, or is it kind of like a day to day type of thing? We got some fans um that are already in motion to get his new music out there. Um, we just we just really want we just really want him to be okay." with it um we have a ton of music we if we wanted to we could put out six albums right now but it's just really timing so 
I mean, it's really it's really a decision we both got to make. But we're really just waiting on him to touch down. I don't really want to put no pressure on him while he's in there. He got enough to worry about. Right. So, um, who were some of your musical or managerial influences growing up? And if not, then tell us who you looked up to with that leadership quality that you use today for your own role. Man, really, I just feel like um, really the business side of things. I really look up to Tony Robbins. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, people to people like that. Um, I ain't never really look up to nobody really in the music industry. I always used to like uh, artists. I always okay. like J. Cole, um, mm-hmm. Lil Durk. Really, he really grew on me in the past year. But um, I always looked at individual people. I never really looked at, at managers, to say, oh, okay. per se. I really developed really my own style of leadership because, like I said, I was always underrated growing up. Um, but people always looked up to me, look up to me for some reason. Like, people always hit me up asking for advice, even though I never made myself look like I was the person to come to for advice. Right. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Gary, my bad. Speaking of Gary Vaynerchuk, um, I'm actually looking at your Good View Studios um, at the Instagram page right now, and you actually met, you actually posted, yeah, you actually posted him right here. Um, that you said you, you actually got the uh, chance to go meet him once or something like that. Nelly. I was working with an influencer named Filet. Yep. I don't know if you, ever, you guys ever heard yeah, of him. Yeah, now we know. We know all of, his, all of his videos. Yeah, we have we have a really good relationship. And he was really the first person, as far as influencer, that gave me an opportunity to really be creative with him. Um, and I had the opportunity with him to go to ComplexCon uh, last year. Oh, that's great. Me, which, is, which was a great opportunity, man. And he gave me a really, really good pieces of advice to really fuel me to this day. So, um, how did exactly did you meet Filet? Because Filet actually is a huge, I guess, like, you know, I see him on Instagram all over the place. Whenever, not even just basketball videos no more, like fighting videos and, you know, every, like, you know everything else. Like, he's just done, done a really good job of kind of branding himself out. And, you know, apart from just, you know, doing a semi-pro basketball career, how that, um, how that business relationship come up? To be honest, like I said earlier, it's really about trying to be willing to do stuff for free at first, like, and I'm still and I'm still willing to do stuff for free with people with high platforms and stuff like that. I still help artists do free videos for artists because I know how hard it can be. Um, mm-hmm. Really, I just saw a gap. I saw, frankly, I saw a gap in his in his in his work, and I knew that he needed a video guy um, to do his own videos and stuff like that. So I pretty much just offered for free, and from there it was like it was over. I, we made a bunch of videos together. Uh, we went to LA, and we still do videos together. Of course, shit is slow now because of this whole situation. Yeah. You want to kind of distance yourself from everybody, but um, sure. yeah, he gave me my first chance, man. And I'm forever grateful for that. That's great. So, you, um, so you two are still, um, we, like you said right now, you know, the COVID nineteen situation has everyone kind of distanced for now. But after this whole pandemic is over, do you and Philly still have, you know, uh, you guys still work on stuff, or do you, you guys still have kind of these ideas you guys still want to work on? Yeah, for sure. Oh, we still, we still, we still have unfinished business, and we we have a ton of ideas ready to go. Um, it's just a matter of making it happen. Right. Yeah. Is that one of your biggest contacts you would say, or biggest like you know, um, work partners other than your label? Uh, aside from my from 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 my management situation, yeah. I think so. Yeah, he he might be the biggest the biggest person, but um, man, that dude is super humble. And super helpful. I can't even say anything negative about him. Yeah, it's crazy because his whole story is nuts because, you know, he's still playing basketball. He's still, you know, hustling, doing his thing. You know, he's not even, like, at the big time yet. He still wants to get, you know, big, you know, within, like, you know, like the basketball and the sports situation. 
But him as a brand has himself, you know, the whole filet brand, you know, like he sells memorabilia, sells, you know, uh, T-shirts, clothing, does his, does his YouTube. Things. Yeah, like his social media is crazy. So, yeah, that like his his story is crazy. You know, I don't like his videos are hilarious. I know he makes everybody laugh and all um, people like Davies have reposted his videos and everything like, you know, so he's yeah, I think he's he's up there more, more like more than an athlete standpoint, which is nuts. I feel like he's I feel like he's one of the most underrated people on the ground because mm-hmm. um, he really influenced a lot of people that we see now really mm-hmm. not jacking his style, but kind of like taking little pieces from his joint. Without a fillet, they wouldn't be, a, I don't think they would be a famous loaf or Max's nice or any of those guys. And he really, he really helps those guys and they right. all help each other. That's like something that I, that I really look at because when I get on, I want to be that way with other people that I might influence or that can my influence or anything like that. I really want to help them. Right. It's not too, cause you know, he can actually sing, which is like, which works for him perfectly too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. That dude loves to sing too. I ain't even an act, bro. Like he really, he really do that. Now you can tell. So, um, I was gonna say, Jose, who are some of who who would you say um are some key um artists in the future that you would um dream of? Self made Kev, um, self made Simo, and um your other artist Jordan, um, Tiffany of working with. Like, who are some artists that you could see um working with the underrated um management group? Man, so I who really, would be a goal? Go shit, I know I know for Kev it would be Dirk for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dirk or Herbo, somebody like that. Um personally for Simo, I would see somebody like like Sosa, Chief Keith, um okay. uh R P Pop Smoke. I feel like something like that would have been dope for him. Uh for him, I feel like a little TJ too. I feel like he could do okay. a little bit of everything. He could do a little bit of everything. So I feel like any of those guys would be dope. And for Jordan, man, I feel like if I'm in a dream, I would want her to collab with anybody. It has to be Rihanna. I, okay. And I know she would show up for that. And uh, and these three, these three are really competitive. So I know they wouldn't put on no trash verses. Like they wouldn't just do whatever. They would try to body these dudes on the track. So it's really cool. I hear that. I mean, so um, speaking of Jordan Tiffany, um, how would you describe her style? Man, soul, R&B, um, really like have you in your feelings. Like you gotta be in a certain mood to do that. Like to listen to her music. Um, she's real good with acoustic. Like her voice is crazy. Nice. So I really try to highlight her voice on the tracks. But she's real talented, man. For like she's she was born to do this. There are a lot of R&B artists just like that. That again, you see, just have you know crazy, naturally great voices. You know, people like SZA, her. Jesse Reyes, you know, you name it. I think R and B. I think R and B is at a really good place right now. Do you, so? Do you feel like for her specifically, right now is the best time to you know kind of be like honing her craft and kind of you know like going up the ranks? Yeah, I feel like um, um, she she just has a lot of experience. Like she's been in a in a, in a, in a label situation before. She knows the the do's and do nots. I feel like for her, the main thing is really getting her out there. Um, um, unfortunately, right now she don't, she don't got a home studio. We're setting up the studio right now, so that when this whole situation is kind of calmed down, she could get in the studio as well. Um, but I feel like for her, man, she's gonna really take over the game, and she's real talented, bro. Nah, it's amazing. All right, so uh, we're gonna let you go in a little bit, but before we sign you off, um, tell us what we can expect from Underrated Management and Good and Good View Studios, um, uh, from this point on, even with the pandemic going on. Man, from underrated management, you can expect a lot of music, a lot of visuals, um, and a lot of good music, man, and a lot of consistent music. We've had some bumps in the road, 
Um, and, and we really, we really gonna take off this year. I feel like this is really our year. Um, and I feel like it's time. It's time for something good to happen to us. Um, and for Good View Studios, man, just, just good content this year. Um, of course, shit is slow again, but um, right. everything that we do as far as cover work and stuff like that is all completed by Good View Studios. Um, so really just, just keep working and push shit out. All right, man, sounds um, good. Got, yeah, go ahead. I got one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, um, Jose, a lot of things have happened since the last time we spoke back in our studio, but I don't think anything was more shocking and saddening than um, you brought him up earlier, um, the death of, of Brooklyn artist Pop Smoke. So what was your initial reaction when you heard the news, and how do you think New York will remember him, Bob, bro? Man, I, I, really, I really couldn't believe it. I was speechless. I feel like he was on his – he was really on his – and it seems like like sometimes we see we see cats who really try to take a turn for the better, and right. their past ends up haunting them, and something happens to them. So I feel like we that was something we experienced like that. But I feel like man, he was gonna be one of the biggest artists we've ever seen. Like I thought he was gonna be like people try to compare him to Fifty Cent, but right. I thought he would be bigger than Fifty, bro. Like I don't, I don't know, even blame you, right? He really influenced the whole whole new sound. Like I've never heard that sound before. Like that I wouldn't even right. call it drill. Like like same, if we same, go right. listen to if we go listen to Sosa and those Chicago dudes, they don't really sound like that. Like he, right, he was right, just right. a slimy nigga, bro. Like mm-hmm. and I and I that shit was an inspiration, bro, because he was, he was like, a year or so younger than me. So I feel like that was just like that was just a bombshell. Like and and I was listening to him every day. Same bro, bro. Like, same. And it just really like the way I listen to his music is different now. And I feel like he's gonna influence a whole wave of rappers. Right now, we're seeing Fabio Corn. We're seeing mm-hmm. a bunch of people. right, right, right. Um, we're seeing a bunch of a bunch of cats coming up that all sound like him. And I feel like he left he left a a, a, a legacy. Blueprint. Even right. though it was a short one, he he left a legacy. And I feel like there's gonna be a lot of cats that gonna take off. With I hear that. Did you hear the Hearst track um slide? There's a remix where uh, Pop Smoke shows up with a Boogie and um and some other artists. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, Jose, have you heard it? I yet? heard it. You heard I it? heard it, man. That that, sh- that dude is different. Bro. Yeah, nah, he killed it. I think he had the best verse out of everybody, to be honest. Not no no bias or nothing. He did. I just feel like, and it's so dope for him to hop on a track like that because he 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 really challenged himself to to hop on shit that's not him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right? Like at first, at first I thought that collab that he did with Lil TJ, I, I was like, I I can't really see it. But same, when they same, dropped same. that. Snippet, when they dropped that first snippet, I was like, nah, it's over. Yeah, I think it was... going to take over the game, bro. Yeah, I think for him it was only getting better because he was, you know, taking notes, definitely, in, um, you know, trying to mix in, you know, other other types of sounds and getting to new stuff. He was going to acting, you know, just kind of getting out of his comfort zone because he could have been, you know, that, like that type of drill, you know, type of artist his whole career. I don't think... And he it would have worked to a certain extent, but I think he wanted more than that to sort of, sort of see, you know, someone that wasn't lazy, wasn't complacent. You know, you don't really get people, you don't get a lot of people like that anymore nowadays in any type of industry. You know, they get success once, they get money once, you know, then they kind of just want to stay there. For him, I think it was more than money and more than just, you know, being like a, some regular drill artist and all that. He wanted more than that. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of rappers, ain't a lot of artists, and I feel, feel like he was one of the few art, like people that were becoming an artist. I feel like he was on his way there. Um, That's key. And artists is not just music, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Back, everything's painting like there's people that are 
the best artists ever, and we'll never hear them because we're not into that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like him, uh, Roddy Rich, like those kind of people like that are artists, mm-hmm. and I feel like he was becoming an artist. Like people might say I'm bugging just because he was one old Grammy music shit, but he was really on his way with the acting and all that shit. So uh, right, people. Possible. People overlook his his work ethic. I mean, he was he was transitioning even to the gagaton. You feel me? So yep. For real, bro. man. I feel like, I feel like that dude was just trying to touch everything, and that, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the smartest thing. When you get on, some people when some people get on and they get comfortable. So I feel like he he never he never was comfortable. Um, right. We saw footage of him trying to act and stuff like that again on Spanish songs. There's, yep. I heard a snippet of him rapping completely in Spanish. Like I saw that too. Like. That's crazy, bro. Like, it was bro. just like, he was trying to do a lot. And I feel like uh, there's a lot of hate in this world. And unfortunately, that hate got to him. Yep. R.I.P. Right. R.I.P. All right, Jose, we definitely appreciate you having you on the show. Um, Under the circumstances, I know you would have liked it better, you know, at, a, at a, like a nice studio, at, at the studio that we had with Self Make Kev and um, all that. You know, this is all affecting us in every single way. But we still appreciate you trying, you know, taking the time out to, you know, log on with us and still chop it up and, um, let us know about, you know, Kev's situation. Um, if you get to talk to, to Kev, I don't know that me and Hector, you know, definitely keeping him in our prayers and his family in our prayers and everything. We hope everything Absolutely. comes out okay, which everything will come out okay. You know, he'll he'll be all right. He's in our prayers, bro. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It was a real pleasure. And I admire you guys for adjusting to the situation. I feel like you guys are really going to blow up now. Nah, thank you, man. Yeah, listen, man, like you said, like, creators got to keep on creating. We still got to do stuff no matter what. And you know what? Like, this, is, this isn't that bad. It could be a lot worse. It's, it's not that bad. Yeah, definitely. All right, and we'll definitely um we'll definitely make sure to hit up your other artists too. Um, either on either on uh, either on Zoom or when this whole pandemic blows over, we can have them in person. We just gonna kind of gotta take things one day at a time. Yeah, let's go. Let's get it. Just let me know. I know where to reach. All right, guys, got you. All right, so it's the Real Podcast. We'll catch, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.